Guys, people, on today's show, I am joined by Crystal Harris, the founder and owner of Bible Over Everything. You know if you listen to this podcast, we love the Bible, and the Bible is always the most important thing and the root and source of everything we talk about here. And so we're going to discuss this brand owner, how she grew up, how she felt like an outsource. Ah, I can talk, I can talk, I can talk, yo. And you going to listen. Uh, we talked to Crystal, uh, her college experience and how she grew up. Uh, that was a whack freestyle. Uh, but sit back, relax, and enjoy this inspiration. Inspire guys, My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggled to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to inspire God's people where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. How y'all feeling out there in podcast land today? I appreciate you joining me. We have an excellent episode and conversation that's going to be taking place with myself and Crystal Harris. And guess what? We pretty much going to jump right into it. I only got a couple things to say beforehand. First of all, thanks for all of the love uh, on the last episode, 143. Welcome to the metaverse. Uh, way more of y'all was feeling that than I expected. I thought that was just going to be something where I nerd out and talk my talk and, you know, have people hit me up like, why did you even go there? But to my surprise, I uh, got a whole bunch of feedback and most of y'all were actually responding to the exact same thing. Everyone liked the approach of uh, contributors versus consumers. So we're going to continue to build contributors. That is part of the goal of this show as we are you know, walking in our purpose. We have to be a contributor, not just a consumer. Um, what else did I get from that episode? Um, some people wanted to hear a little more about NFTs, non-fungible tokens. So maybe I will do a follow-up um, quick take or something. It won't be as long as that one, but uh, y'all let me know what, y'all, what more y'all want to hear about the metaverse. Again, I'm pretty well-versed in it. Not, I don't call myself an expert because there's just so much more to learn. And um, it ain't like I've been in it for years. And, you know, the, the metaverse itself is really just the surface. Like, it, it, you really haven't dove into um, what actually is coming and what's happening in the world. And I'm just a believer that education is stronger than fear. It's more powerful than fear. We can't always be, you know, reacting to everything i'm trying my best to be proactive and that's what i'm encouraging the listeners to this podcast to be um to be able to make your own judgment like we live in a world now man where we want people to make all of our decisions for us we want the government to tell us when we can go outside what we can wear you know what we got to put in our bodies and you know we look for politicians to tell us okay what's the words we can use what can't we use I am very much a person that believes, no, I don't want to manipulate you. I don't want to control you. I want to provide education and resources from a biblical standpoint so that you can make decisions for yourself. Look at that. God blessed you with the ability to make decisions. Yo, if you are a new listener uh, to this show, thank you and welcome. I do want you to do me a favor. Shoot me a text. Here's the number 833-946-946. 
888-212-2518. Just text that number. But here's what I want you to put in the message. Be inspired. It's all together. One word, no spaces. B-E-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D. Be inspired. Text that to this number. 833-946-2518. You are going to be a part of Inspire Guys People text community. And um, I'm going to be real with y'all. Those of y'all who've been rocking with me for a minute know this is something that I'm building from the ground up. Um, I, I'm not good yet at like staying in touch through the text. I just hope y'all appreciate that you don't get spammed uh, by joining what we do. But I am working on ways to provide value. Um, just be patient with me. You know, I pay for this service every month, by the way. So I got to do something with it because right now it's just um, a liability. All right, enough about me in this podcast and, you know, all the other stuff. Let's get into um, our interview for the day, which I'm excited again to jump into. Rock with me, people. Rock with me. Email me, JermaineWilsonMusic at gmail.com. Let me know what you think about this show. What topics do you want to hear? What you tired of hearing? What you love about it? What you like about it? All that good stuff. And share it with a friend. Let me interview you. Here's what we going you gon' talk to me, and I'm gon' talk to you. Maybe on the phone or possibly in person. Either way it goes, we gon' be talking purpose. Yo, people, I am excited today. Man, I hit up somebody that I've been um, kind of following online for a long time, and it's always cool when you've been following people online and you get to have a conversation with them. So today we have Crystal Harris founder and owner of Bible Over Everything. Crystal, what's up? How you doing? Hello, hello. So excited to be here. Excited to be um, part of this interview. I'm excited to talk about Bible Over Everything. Thank you so much for the invite. I've been following you for quite some time. And I'm just um, even that much more inspired that you have reached out to me. So yeah, let's go with it. Thank Sweet. you. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. It's always cool, right? Like, I think you know, I guess just as a quick starting point right there, people don't always understand the power of social media and like what it was originally intended to do. Um, it really is for, you know, when you think about social networking, now again, for some people that could be personal, but you know, for me, I've always valued um, social media and the people I follow. Cause I look at it like, man, you don't know who you're following and you're at whatever starting point and you, you get to watch this person grow into whatever they're going to do. So um, you've been one of those people, like I said, we've been following each other for a long time. Bible over everything always crosses my feet. I've seen some cool things. So yeah, this is, this is going to be dope. Um, so I guess like, let's start with um, maybe a little bit of your upbringing, you know, tell us a little bit about Crystal, give us the background or like, you know, what your reputation was growing up, what type of household did you come from? And whatever you want the listeners and audience to know about, you know, just who you are at your core and what helped shape you. Let's kind of start there and see where this goes. Absolutely. Well, as far as my household is concerned, um, I've always come from the household that, well, I've, I've come from the household that um, my, my parents are uh, heavy in the church, my entire family um, and in the uh, ministry, my mom, uh, an evangelist and my father, a deacon in the church, and they always had, um, they've always had expectation in the house as far as, you know, um, like the scripture says in Joshua, as for me and my house, we shall, we will serve the Lord. And so that's exactly how um, we were raised. Um, I've always had a 
I've always loved God. Now, I've not always had a relationship with him, but I've always had a love for uh, church, and I was raised to love God. And um, when I started off, you know, I, I started off really um, having that love for God. And But, it, you know, you always have that point where you make a decision for yourself that I am yeah. going to serve the Lord. And so that is, you know, I got to that point where I, I, I decided for my own self, I'm going to serve the Lord. And I understood the difference between just doing church stuff and actually having relationships. So um, that's that's where my love for uh, for God became. Uh, that's where I started actually having a relationship with God is when um, I understood the difference, that there is truly a difference. You can be brought up in church and actually not have a relationship. You can do things in church and um, actually not have a relationship. And, um, and so I'm just excited that, you know, that I was able to get to that point where I understood that the Lord um, extended that opportunity to me to to have a relationship with him and um having that that understanding but yeah that's how that was my lifestyle my lifestyle was always in the church doing things in the church and i've always been the type of person even as a child growing up and trying to tell everybody about jesus mm-hmm. and even as um people will tell you that who were uh, connected to me even in the church and even some my school friends I was always quick to tell someone about Jesus, always quick to tell them, to introduce them to God. I was always quick to, um, somebody was sick. I remember a classmate was sick and I was always, you know, trying to, um, you know, lay hands, me not, you know, <laughs> not understand it totally. Right, right. Lay hands, don't, don't lay hands suddenly. Right, right. It's people. all good. But, but yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's cool, so man. That's, mm-hmm. That's that's cool. Um, you was you was in school laying hands on people. That's always dope. Like when people really, you know, because even growing up at church, growing up in church, there's different levels to that. Like some people grow up in church and you wouldn't know it unless you were in church with them. Um, you talked about like this, like coming to know God for yourself, you know, or and making that decision. Like how old was that? Like you know, so obviously you were young and you were like you said, always had a love for God. Um, but I'm curious, like around what age was it that it got serious for you? And then like, what drove that? Like, what was there something that happened that made you, um, want to get serious or was it just organic? So, and it's hard to explain, but I always felt that I was serious about God because I was always raised or in that environment. Yeah. So I always had that feeling, that mindset that I was serious about him. I was uh, that I had relationship um, and and, you know, and I carried that through school. Um, but then at the same time, you know, there were there were things that that drew me away. Um, like they say, curiosity kills the cat. So there were things that drew me away. I always had that um, growing up, especially when I hit high school. I always had this curiosity about what some of my peers were doing in high school. Why can't I go here? Why can't I go there? Why can't? And that's where that that attitude came in, uh, really, in, in high school. And there was always so so that was, and I didn't like feeling like the outsider. Yeah. Um. Sometimes I felt like an outsider because. You know, a lot of people weren't calling me to do certain things, even sometimes in the church. A lot of people weren't calling me because I just had a different lifestyle and I was taught to live differently um, from a biblical standpoint. So a lot of people didn't call my, you know, call my phone. Um, And I, 
you know, I felt left out a lot. And um, so I just had like this curiosity, you know, there was sometimes even just like a ball game. Now I didn't have, there was not an issue as far as like going to a ball game or anything like that, like a football game, but it was the company. But see the, I didn't have many friends. And so that was, that was a kicker for me. So, you know, I I was drawn to, um, drawn away. Um, I want to say I always still operated in the church, but at the same time, I was drawn away when it came down to um, my heart's desires. Um, and so it wasn't until I want to say I went to um, an aim. It, it's called auxiliaries and ministries um, in my particular denomination in the church. Um, there was a there was this con- convention and it was I think I was around 21 years old that um, I was dating somebody. I had absolutely no business dating, <laughs> none <laughs> whatsoever. Right. Um, our, 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 our lifestyle were completely different, um, totally opposite as far as what I believed and what he believed. But that was that curiosity in me that wanted to see. I wonder what, what this is like. I used to um, like some unusual gentlemen i just tell you, <laughs> tell you like that right right and so and i had really drifted away from god my heart my attitude my spirit i had really drifted away from god but i knew i needed god in my life i knew i had drifted away i knew i'd have um i needed to make that decision so i remember that there was um, a preacher you know he just got through preaching and i'd gone to the altar and i said lord whatever you do don't pass me by remember me don't don't pass me by and right then and there um, I was delivered. I repented of my sins and I was delivered right then and there. And um, the uh, the Holy Spirit came in, broke all the chains. And when I tell you from that moment, I ha- I was not the same. I mean, I just did not even have the same appetite, just desires. Immediately, I was delivered from that. Love and it. so I um, I even, when I got back to my hotel room, I called that individual and cut it off. Just that simple. So um, then um, from there, no, no, I moved on. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was saying cold turkey. Like, yeah, that's that's dope. That's dope. Um, You know what's interesting? Like you cover, you you said a a couple of things that I resonate with personally. And I don't know that I've ever heard anyone actually talk about. So I I do want to ask you a couple of questions just around like, that idea of like feeling left out, right? I think this is something that a lot of people don't think about because typically, right, when a person is younger trying to do the right thing, there's a negative connotation around it. So teacher's pet, goody two shoes. Like if you really think about it, a lot of times we probably force people into being bad people because we make them feel so bad for wanting to do good. And I think it's because, and I'm just curious of your thoughts on what I'm about to say. I think that's because people don't truly understand those who have a made up mind. And, And what I mean by that is people think that when you have a made up mind to try to do the right thing, that it's because you think you're perfect. And they're turned off by this idea that you're trying so hard to do something that they've pretty much accepted that they can't do. And I know that's not the case. Um, so I'm just curious, like, how how serious was, like, the the feeling left out for you? Like, because you, you touched on it. And, and again, I'm asking this because 
from a personal standpoint, um, this is something that I definitely struggled with when I was younger because people would, could make you feel so bad about trying to do the right thing that you would just almost be like, all right, bump it. I'm going to be like y'all then. Like, let, I'm going just, to just do what y'all, you know, and that never feels right. Um, so I'm just curious, do you, do you think I'm like, maybe I'm tripping or do you think there is something really there where we need to think about like, and I'm thinking about young people now, like how we treat people who are trying to do right. Like, do we, do we do a good enough job of encouraging them or, or are we so offended by them trying to do right that we lead them to doing wrong? Um, I think that's, that's a wonderful question. I know for me, I felt like coming up and sometimes I, I would experience this and, you know, just different churches or just a different church scene, um, uh, different church scenery. Um, one thing when it comes down to living right, young people living right. One thing this is sometimes there were different programs or activities that were geared towards young people who may not have made that decision. Mm. Right. And and that was one way that I felt like an outsider, because like I said, even growing up now, I really made the decision when I was in my early 20s. But even when growing up, when I thought I was, you know, um, you know, I, I thought I was I thought I was living OK. I hadn't but mm. I hadn't made that commitment. I still felt like the outsider because there was so much that was catered to people who had not yet made a decision and so and then when it came down to um, myself like if I really wanted to talk about the bible if I really wanted to talk about um, you know if I really wanted to have a relationship I made a different decision it was I was acting too old Wow. Um, I was I was you know there was nothing really that that was there necessarily for me for for young people that had made that decision to kind of um you know do anything that would enhance their growth that would that would motivate them to grow more and so that was the struggle and i see that even today i see that even um um i see some young ladies and some young men that have really made their decision that they wanted to go all out for god and you know you shove them over to like the seniors the elders <laughs> to the elderly yeah. and that happens a lot and i know and i know for me that that really bothered me that was part of the reason why i had a lot of curiosity even when it came down to dating um when it came down to dating there were sometimes you found uh, young men you know just speaking because i'm a young lady um young men that actually they preferred a certain type of person yeah. um and i maybe that my relationship with god kind of it was intimidating to them um and so that that you know that it that was always a factor but yeah all of that when it came down especially in high school and i say high school because that was really when that shift came when i really was just uh curious about what was what everybody else was doing and um but that was really a factor in that because you know nobody really a lot of people didn't want to hang around me there was some people they were really trying to encourage their you know encourage us to like come together and be friends or whatnot but my views were just different and a lot of times people just did not understand it and um they didn't really want to be around me not a lot of people yeah so, you, mm-hmm. look like that's what you said is so important right and and that's why i brought that up is like 
you know, and I, and again, being on the church scene, you know, for years and, you know, whether it be speaking and doing music, obviously I've been at a lot of programs and I've always had an issue with this, like the fact that we're trying so hard to reach the loss that we're not edifying the, the ones who are there. And, you know, when you have kids, I'll give you an example. You know, you have all these youth programs that are really a lot of youth programs, and I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of youth programs are really geared towards the worst type of conditions. So meaning, Absolutely. you know, you, you get, you get some people and, you know, you want to teach them um, about sex, uh, some young adults and people take, the leaders almost take the assumption that all kids are just in the worst state. And so what you end up doing by teaching it from that perspective teaching them the worst way to be or or assuming they're all in the worst state you can push kids towards that curiosity of like oh well is that how I'm because what it comes down to is you're asking yourself is that how I'm supposed to be like oh so it must be something wrong with me so oh I I act oh like oh I'm I'm you know y'all calling me old or I'm I don't fit in and when you absolutely so it must be something wrong with me that that I need to try to change to be more like y'all so I can be young because no one actually teaches you how to be young and saved. It's all like assuming that you are just wilding out. And so if you are a, a, a young person uh, and the last thing I'll say about that, like if you are a young person, I've, I've taken this approach with. Honestly, I take that approach with this podcast. That's why I don't do a lot of gossip and like, you know, just a bunch of little trendy, weird topics because it's like, no, I'm I'm assuming there are some credible, intelligent believers out there that want to develop themselves and learn. But then ultimately, like even with my music, like I made a conscious decision. I'm sorry, I cannot create music like I'm not going to go listen to secular music try to like just copy what they're doing and say, I want to reach yes. those people. I, I can't do it. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, that's, so that's good. Um, all right. So I think we got a lot in common as it relates to that. Just hearing you talk, like, I think we got a lot in common just, um, maybe about, and, and uh, I'm not saying necessarily the, the ages might not add up, maybe, you know, different levels of what people got into. But I think overall, the point is like, you know, man, think, you know, I'm just saying this to leaders out there. Think about when you are creating art or ministry, like there are some young people, there are people out there who are trying to stay doing the right thing, but they're struggling with the same sinful nature. So let's make, let's think about them sometimes, I think is the point. Um, all right, cool. So you talked about your family, your background. Um, let's, let's talk about your business, right? So at 21, you get serious about the Lord. Um, with, with Bible over everything is, it's really interesting to me. Um, I love the fact that like, you know, you, you kind of say, you know, inspiring you to obey God rather than, rather than man, men. And you have, um, Acts 529 as kind of the founding scripture. I'm curious just about like, what, like what brought this brand, um, to life? Like, what was it about Bible over everything in particular? Um, when you got the vision back in 2015. So take us back to 2015 and tell us about the start of this ministry. So 
as I as I stated to you before, I was always, you know, the the young person, even growing up, wanting to tell somebody about Jesus. Now that that had always been uh, been true. Now, <laughs> when I in 2015, um, I just started noticing, really paying attention. I believe it was around about that time when um, the law passed regarding uh, same sex marriages. Oh, yeah. Um, I think around about that time. And what I paid attention to was a lot of people who profess to be saved and um, they just really their language changed Mm. so that they would not offend other people. And what I mean by that, I'm not talking about as far as, you know, what the Bible says. It's just. Yeah, as far as what the Bible says, I am talking about that. So their language changed with how they would communicate um, the word of God because they did not want to offend. And of course, now, you know, we always have to be careful, be mindful of of how we communicate certain things. And because I used to be, it took me a while. It took me a lot. I will just totally admit it took me a while to um, understand that not everybody was raised the exact same way that I was raised. Yep. And then not everybody, you know, maybe they don't have the same understanding and maybe I need some understanding myself. So it took me um, a good, a good while to understand that because I used to know this is a sin, you, go, you know, all. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's I how I used to really communicate it. But now around that time when I, when I saw that in, in 2015, I just noticed that a lot of people would take to social media platforms and they would, the way they would communicate the word of God was really, really watered down. Um, they wouldn't just outright communicate and live um, their and live out, live out loud for God and be bold with your profession, with the profession of your faith, just, and just be bold with it and just talk about what the word of God says and make that stand. And so that's where Bible over everything came about it uh, Bible over everything, because I was really disturbed. I was really disturbed because the people that said that they believed in God no longer took a stand. Mm. They no longer communicated the word of God. It was all about different quotes. It was all about different sayings. It was all about what the world was saying and they were kind of veering off into what so what uh the society uh was doing and what the the laws that were being passed because of that fear that they would be um uh, that they themselves would be looked down upon or accused of judging when actually you're just communicating what the word of god says and so that's where the Bible of Bible over everything came about in Acts five and twenty nine. Um, then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, "We ought to obey God rather than men." As a matter of fact, if you go into Acts five and twenty eight, it says, um, "Acts five and twenty eight, no five and twenty seven. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them." saying, did not we straightly command you that ye should not teach in this name? And behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us, Jesus, uh, uh, blood upon us. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. So regardless of what the government is saying, regard, you know, the laws that are being passed, regardless of what society and what other people are doing, what the norm is, we as people of God are supposed to obey God rather than men. We're supposed, it's, that's where Bible over everything came about. It's about the Bible. It's about the word of God. That is our, 
That is our light. That is our pathway. That is our instruction manual for life. And um, that is our guide. And so we are to obey the word of God. And so that's what, how that came about. I love it. You know, like, like you said, right, it's, it's so crazy that, you know, I pay a lot of attention to how the world changes, you know, because I, for me, I try to understand the moment in history that I'm living in. And I think sometimes life is going so fast, right? We, we can look back at the civil rights era, era and we, you know, have opinions about their, you know, their history. We can look back at slavery and we all have opinions and what we would have done and all those things. And sometimes we're blinded um, to the fact that we are also living in a moment <laughs> like, um, yes, which is interesting to me because when I read the word of God and I see um, stories like, you know, what you're calling out in acts, or I think about Daniel and the fact that um, he was disobeying the decree of the king because he did not want to bow. Um, and he was willing to, um, you know, stand on the word of God and, and, and with his relationship with God um, versus bowing um uh, to an idol. And, you know, we can romanticize these stories like, you know, Daniel and Alliance Den, and we can create all these messages around them. And, and you said it, you're like, it became about quotes and things and just stuff that feels good. But I'm like, I agree with you. We need to step back and like, really think like, wait, why was he thrown into the lion's den? It yes. was because he was not willing at the decree of the king to That's bow because right. you could send people nowadays to be like, I mean, it's just bow. I'm going to just go ahead and do it. Cause I mean, just bow down, go ahead and do it. Don't make no scene. And so I agree with you. Like, you know, the world has really shifted where believers are no longer preaching the word of God. And we are um, really all in, in a similar way that we said, right. About altering things for the world. And, and I don't mm -hmm. want people to misunderstand what I'm saying because we should be trying to reach the loss. That's not the point I'm making. But in trying to reach the loss, you should not change the message of God in order to reach them. You should be trying to reach them with the gospel, with the truth, and let him draw them, not trying to do it ourselves. So Bible Absolutely. over everything. <laughs> Bible mm -hmm. over everything. So, all right. I love where it was birthed. Now tell us a little bit about um, what Bible over everything is. So you, you know, you were disturbed and you wanted to start this. And, and so kind of tell us a little bit about this journey between 2015 and now, like what was Bible over everything when you started versus what is it today? Cause I know y'all get into some campus ministries and other things. It looks like it's grown and evolved. So tell us a little bit about that evolution. Yeah. So um, with Bible over everything, when it, what it first started off was um, a message on a T-shirt. So there were I was intentional with the scriptures that were used on T-shirts. For instance, um, there was um, the uh, message. There was uh, the, the T-shirt that said obey God rather than men. Um, and then we just kind of revamped it a little bit. And we uh, um, did. A, we have another T-shirt out that says the exact same thing. Um, however, just, you know, a different appearance. Then there was a t-shirt that just said Bible over everything. There was a t-shirt that said preach the word instantly. There's a t-shirt that says flee fornication. There's a t-shirt that says uh, Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. So there we have um, those different t-shirts and there was in those t-shirts were designed um there were in an intent they were intentional messages. Just remind the people of God that um that especially when it comes down to flee fornication, um, 
plea fornication, you know, a lot of times I'm noticing that a lot of times people feel that when it comes down to premarital sex, um, sex before marriage, that, you know, the rules kind of change the older you get. So, so you get your 30s or whatnot, uh, you get your 30s or whatnot, and it becomes a topic of responsibility. Well, you know, you just got to make sure that you're being responsible. No, it doesn't matter if you're in your 30s, if you're in your 40s, whatever it is, regardless of what your mind Bible says, flee fornication. It did not change because of your age, <laughs> your right. age. So, I mean, um, so um, it was the messages were intentional and it was just to, to grab um, and it was never about the money. When I started Bible over everything, when I started like selling t-shirts, it was never about the money. It was always about the, um, the message, making sure people understood the message. So that's how it kicked off. And then, um, later on, what, what ended up happening was, um, you know, started getting into, you know, I started seeing that, that uh, there were a lot of, um, events around, uh, single. Um, surrounding singles and uh, me being single myself, you know, I got, we started doing little events, um, certain things like uh, uh, the singles movement, the raw, real and relevant. Um, you asked. And so we are going, you know, we're going to tell you exactly what it is. You've been wanting to know this information. So we're going to talk to talk about it, what it was to be single and to be saved. So we had an event um, doing that myself and uh, um, I asked a few panelists to come. Um, we had Pastor Kellen Brooks. We had um, uh, Ryan Rutley. We had uh, Tiffany Turrentine. We had also Jessica Hooper, who all had different ministries um, and still have those different ministries that um, involving singles. And so, um, and then we had another event and that was single and debt, and debt free. And this is all taken from a biblical standpoint. So single and debt free using biblical principles to uh, become debt free. I can't remember the actual phrase that I used, but mm -hmm. it was single and debt free. So we had um, different people to come in and we start. You know, one person came in and talked about planning for college and universities and setting aside finances, how to look for scholarships and grants. Uh, we had somebody else talk about the um, um, just just the topic of how she became debt free at the age of 50 and just different um, areas about being single and debt free. So we did different events like that. And then um, eventually, you know, I, I, really, I was really praying. And I said, Lord, I really want to take um, I really want Bible over everything to have a presence on Eastern Michigan University's campus. Um, and so I prayed and asked um, and asked God about that. And uh, and so I reached out to someone I know who does prayer walks. And what that is, is just um, literally what it sounds like. You just you're, you're outside, you gather a group of people and you walk around. What he would do is he'd walk around the campus, not the campus, I'm sorry, around his neighborhood, around his church. And they would actually just pray out loud for the community pray out loud for the, for the neighborhood and nice. he would have his bullhorn. And so I asked the Lord about that and um, I reached out to that individual and he connected to, he connected me to someone um, who was a part of um, my denomination um, who actually started, who was the found, who was the chairman of the college campus ministry within that denomination. Nice. And so he connected me to him and then that's how we started a Bible over everything campus ministry, except for this is more so regarding surrounding prayer. 
Um, and so we started, we kicked off with the prayer ministry and then we, um, and now it's virtual, meaning more people have access to it now. Um, and then we do biblical affirmation immediately after the prayer. And we call it a 45 minute Zoom power call. And we do that every second and fourth Sunday. So, um, and then, you know, there's other things that we've been doing, you know, just on the, just trying to get three to four minute messages out on social media from different people who have different experiences, different testimonials, all of that, just to get the word out to people about, about Christ. I love it. I mean, you got your hands in quite a few things, um, which is always good, right? Like that's one of the cool things when you start a brand, you don't really know where it's going to end, you know? And that's why I've always been a person that thinks it's important to start. And it sounds like that's exactly what you did. You started and they were messages on a t-shirt. Um, and then those messages led to, you know, wanting to, you know, actually create events that were based around the messages on the t-shirt, like a flea, uh, fornication. And then for that to go into prayer and campus, um, yeah. uh, why EMU in particular? I'm curious. I actually started my college career at EMU before transferring to OU. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I started um, there. Well, so at Eastern, the reason um, the focus was on Eastern, first of all, it's kind of close to where I live. Okay. And then not only that, though, my niece at the time, she was a, she was a student at Eastern Michigan University. So it was kind of um, easy to kind of to, to get in there because I had to go through a student in order to become established on the campus. Now, the, the full establishment didn't take place because they wanted us to change our constitution around. That was not biblical. Um, yeah. So we didn't um, get fully established, though we still kind of have a presence. And so now we're just virtual. So um, we are virtual yeah. and then we invite any college campus student to to participate. It doesn't matter what college or university you attend. We invite anyone. But for the most part, it's been um, the MU students. And as a matter of fact, those who have graduated, they still come chime in every second or fourth Sunday night. Oh, that's dope. Um, they still chime in. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? That's one of those things that people don't see. You know, colleges are really one of the most evil places from an institution standpoint on the place on the planet Earth. Um, and the way that they want to do things and it's because they're trying to cater to obviously a large um, group of individuals. And I think college is that time frame where um, where people get really vocal about whatever lifestyle that they have. Um, one of the things that I see as a somewhat of a challenge for Christian businesses right now, and I think we even see this at a major level with like Chick-fil-A and Hobby Lobby and things like that, is that as the world is empowering people to be bold and speak out, right? It's as long as you're not speaking about something biblical is what it feels like. It's like, like you said, like, Hey, we don't want you to live out loud for God. We want you to live out loud. As long as what you're living out loud in is something maybe sinful or something yeah. really radical, but not the word of God. It's like, and that's why I really, think what you're doing is important in these type of movements that are focused on really highlighting and elevating the word of God and encouraging and empowering people to keep a biblical language. Like you talked about language yeah. earlier. Um, some of us trying to butter it up too much. And it's like, you know what, too, but too much butter on the bread, make you sick. Like, I don't want that. Like, it's like a little bit yeah. of butter is nice. Let's be mindful about how we're communicating. We're not purposely trying to offend people and things. But at some point, it's like, look, you know, we got to we got to keep it holy. So 
I love that. But uh, I, I guess I'm curious what you think. Like, do you feel like as a Christian entrepreneur, there are challenges, you know, having to make a decision like that? Like, oh, we're not changing our constitution. Like, we're not going away from the word of God. Do you feel like you missed opportunities? How do you stay encouraged? And I'm asking this because I'm, I'm pretty sure there are people out there listening to this show that find themselves caught in that paradigm of like, what do I do? I, I want to be a Christian entrepreneur and focus on, on ministry and my business, but then there are going to be limitations. So I'm just curious, how do you balance that out to keep moving forward? I'm just going to be honest and, and, and people, <laughs> I'm just going to tell you exactly like this. Um, I pray a lot. And one thing that, that is in my mind, in my heart, that, that, God helped me to understand, and that is to do whatever God told you to do we, um, the way he told you to do it. Do what God told you to do the way he told you to do it. Don't be so mindful. Don't be so focused on what the person across the street is doing, because that might be for, for your purpose. Um, so God is intentional um, for when it comes down to each and every one of us. So we, we have a vision, we have a, that, um, that, that has to be fulfilled, but you have to make sure that you do whatever God told you to do the way he told you to do. It. And the one thing I'd say about that is even with the campus ministry, you know, you, when you think of campus ministries, you think of a lot of times people have different events, people have different, um, you know, Bible studies, things, uh, things of that nature. They, they partner up with different organizations so they can um, do certain things, but that was, and I tried to step out and do the exact same thing. However, I was not being fulfilled because it wasn't the way God told me to do it. God yeah. specifically told me prayer. And that's the vein that I, that was, that was the lane I needed to stay in was prayer. Don't step out of anything God did not tell you to do. And also another thing is the money issue. How do I do this and make some money? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do I do this and make some money? And so, and one thing that can be a distraction is that, oh, you know, and I get this to this very day. Oh, Crystal, you know, you can really rake it in. If you put this on a, if you put this on, uh, on, on a mug, or if you put this on an ink pen or, and you know, there's yeah. certain things I might still do, you know, when it comes down to, you know, keychains or whatnot. Right, right. But my whole mission was not about making the money. My whole mission was mainly ministry and just making sure that you do whatever it is that, that God leads you to do. Just pray and ask for direction. And be intentional about that. Um, and also, don't be afraid to network. Ask other people for ideas. Um, people who are doing some of the similar, some of the uh, same things that you're doing. Uh, don't be afraid to network and reach out and just and kind of get some guidance. Don't copy the other person. But you can actually take some ideas from that and say, hey, you know what? Maybe I can implement a little bit of this um, or what they're saying or um, that can spark ideas for to how to navigate. But yeah, there's a lot of pressure to to just, when you see somebody else that is flourishing in an area, but it's like the, the purpose is impact for me. The purpose is impact. And so it's not so much more about the dollar as it is about the impact and then the dollars will come. Now I'm noticing that more opportunities are opening for me because I didn't make the, um, my purpose is not about money. Now, and now of course mine might be a little different because 
you know, um, there are Christian entrepreneurs, of course, that, you know, from a business standpoint, that is what you want to do is make the money. So that's maybe I'm just a little different when it comes down to that. And I understand, and understandably so, but I would just say, just stay in the lane that was given to you. Don't be, con- you know, swayed to what somebody else is doing. Yeah. You know, and so you said the purpose is in the impact. And I think that's, that's really important. You know, on this show, we talk a lot about purpose and I'm always trying to, you know, that's really the the whole point of the show is balancing faith and business to guide you to your purpose. And, and what you're talking about is the specific reason why purpose is important to me. And, you know, when you think about the body of Christ, one body, many members, I mean, you go and open up your cabinet and wherever you keep the utensils, you got, man, it's spoons, different size spoons, forks, different type of knives. And what ends up happening is like, you know, God created you to be a steak knife, but you are looking and seeing that, wow, these are so many shiny butter knives in there. Um, And you think about it, like people typically have way more butter knives at their home than they do steak knives, but a steak knife is much sharper. And I think what ends up happening is it goes back to what we talked about earlier. And like when you're younger and you're struggling with fitting in um, because you see a bunch of butter knives and that is because you don't yet understand the value of a steak knife. And I think what happens through maturity and for mature believers, as you grow in Christ, as you go from milk to meat, what ends up happening is you start actually understanding, you know what? I'm, I have no problem with butter knives. I'm not here to judge a butter knife, but I know I'm a steak knife. So again, I think purpose being the root of it is so important because like what you're talking about is understanding your purpose so that you be rooted in that. Versus every time you log into Instagram and see somebody seemingly successful, um, you want to yeah. you want to go in and, and, and look like them. So I'm curious with that, like if you could just talk a little bit about um, the social media impact to all of this, because I think in the world we live in today, the access to everyone else's lifestyle can be a distraction. I'm just curious for you as a um, Christian entrepreneur as someone who's, you know, focused on impact um, and assuming like, hey, we're all human, right? Like social media can impact us in different ways. I'm I'm wondering how do you manage that or control that for yourself? Like how do you use so- social media in the most positive way, but try to protect yourself from like any way that it can impact you negatively? So that... Um there were some decisions that I made because of what I saw on social media. Um, so there were some things that I, that I did do. Um, and then, but I had to pay attention to, was I being fulfilled? Was it, was it what the Lord wanted me to do? So I think one thing that I noticed, um, that can have a major impact on how people view social media and how they, um, do like for instance you got a lot of people now talking about that nine to five versus entrepreneurship yep. um you you know you need to have you know get rid of your nine to five and do well i'm gonna need some help in my in my business so you're gonna actually i'm gonna need somebody to work the nine to five that i'm eventually i'll have right 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 <laughs> to get, so you know and people already you know you have that that attitude um and then so there's a lot of people who are being persuaded by what social media, uh, what people on social media, um, their views are, you know, as far as, you know, build a business, have that side business or what 
I think that's that's a good thing. But um, and I know another thing is you look up and so many other people's content is being shared and it's being liked or, yeah. you know, there's some sort of reaction. Um, you find that somebody can break out with a T-shirt and an overnight it almost seems like hundreds of them are sold and there is, there's that support factor right there. It's just, okay, well maybe I'm doing something wrong because that person, they don't like what I'm saying. You know, we got some of the same friends, we got some of the same connections and they're really encouraging you and they're not encouraging me that much. And so you can really get lost into that. And I think the main thing with me is identity, knowing my own identity knowing who I am in Christ and knowing God's purpose for me. Um, And the way I find my identity is by praying and and by staying in in God's will, um, by studying the word of God, knowing his plan for my life, um, knowing his plan or the direction, I should say, for my, for um, what he's given me to do and, and not, and just being secure in that. Um, I think it's just uh, identity is a major thing um, because, and it's like, why are you starting this? Knowing your why also, why did you start this to begin with? I had to, I had to come back to that so many times. What is my why? Why, before I get off into this um, new idea that I have, make sure that I'm not leaving my why out of this. Is my why included in that? Because my why when I started Bible over everything was just to remind others, other Christian believers that we ought to obey God rather than men. So when I do this event, is my why included in that? Or am I just caught up in a fad? So it's always, you have to be mindful of your identity. And that's something that I had to do is just be mindful of my identity, know who I am in Christ, know what God gave me and stay in that particular lane, because this is a burning passion for me. That Bible over everything is that why is a burning passion for me. So I have to just make sure that I know myself. And when I log on to social media, and, it, and it's just it's just been proven that it's this it's about the impact for me. Um, it's it's been proven that that um that once I do once I stay in God's lane, that's when so many different opportunities come up. And not only that, but other people have been so blessed when I stay in my lane. <laughs> yeah, it's just when I step out of it that everything falls apart. I love that. So, and and mm-hmm. knowing yourself when you when you think about it, like knowing yourself is also like a protective measure because i think you know when you don't know who you are then you'll be all over the place and we do have to make decisions you know what i'm saying like as a podcast i had to make a decision at like you you know you said it i can look and see like oh the stuff that goes viral let let me use going viral because you use going viral for a t-shirt or something the, th- mm-hmm. the clips that I see go viral, not all of them, but, you know, a lot of the cri- clips that I see from like, let's say like millennial Christians. Right. I see mm-hmm. millennial Christians is like, OK, we embrace a bunch of comedians mm-hmm. um, who kind of are Christian comedians, but they really dabble into like a whole bunch of like the world's culture. And then they make fun of church. And it's yeah. like. Look, I you know, I love joking, you know, and I don't have a problem with churchy jokes overall, but it gets to a certain extent where I'm like, man, if I'm following a, a certain thing and I'm like, wow, this is what 
as believers, this is what we're sharing. This is what we're laughing at when Christian um, influencers start having to tackle the world's news in order to get views. My point is, I had to make a decision at some point, like, oh, I'm going to let them have that. Like, I have to mm-hmm. define success for me. So if that's success, uh, I'm going to have to pass on it because I'm not going to make my show about like, hey, let's talk for an hour about what celebrity, what somebody did at their concert that was funny. Like, I can't do it. So um, mm-hmm. I just love the fact that you're saying, like, focusing on your purpose, know who you are, um, and then let that be the guide for what success looks like for you. So, all right, this has been great. Before I, before we get out of here, I want to say a couple things. Number one, for anybody listening and wants to find Crystal's brand um, and learn more about her, look into the description of the show. There's going to be links to the website as well as the Instagram. The Instagram is at Bible over everything. The numbers five, two, nine. That's all together. No spaces or underscores or nothing. Bible over everything. Five, two, nine. And the website is simply BibleOverEverything.com. Make sure you check out what she's doing. Follow her, um, support um, her ministry. Um, look at the pictures. You got pictures on on the website. Um, I just, I really appreciate. Oh, man, of course. <clears throat> of course, it clipped out at 47 minutes. I'm sorry, I don't know what happened. Uh it was it's all good. It was probably me. Don't worry about it. Um okay. my listeners are used to it sometimes. I did <laughs> for anybody, you know, because you know, who know I leave these little moments in there sometimes. So I'll probably leave some level with us in here. I did upgrade my internet back people to what I had before. So this is my first interview actually back in my studio because um I had some messed up. I'm not gonna say the company. It's supposed to be an upgrade downgraded the internet, but we back and hey, we didn't have I think the call has went so good. We at the end. Um, so, yeah, a little a little drop call at the end is not the the end of the world. Um, I was just talking about the website, telling everybody where to find you. I do want to give you the last word before I let you get out of here. Just anything you want to share, um, you know, kind of leave people with. Um, and how else can they find you other than the Instagram or the website? Or let me know if that's the best ones. But just whatever you want to touch on, uh, leaving out of here, I definitely appreciate um, with the wisdom you've shared on today's show. And I know that you've inspired someone, um, but, but take us out. All right. Well, I mean, I do appreciate this opportunity. Um, I've been, you know, you already know I've been following you for quite some time. Um, you've inspired me greatly. Um, and, uh, and I just really appreciate this opportunity. I just want to encourage everyone to please just don't be, don't be afraid to live out loud for God. Uh, don't be afraid to live out loud and to communicate the word of God to other believers, because that in the end is what's going to last. That's what's really going to matter. And so just always communicate the word of God and just remember whenever whatever decision that you have to make, just remember to always obey God rather than men. What does God say about this? And what and, and just be bold about it. You know, some people you, you could draw some people. Some people could be turned off and the people that are turned off are not people that you'll probably uh, need to associate with in the first place. So just be bold about your lifestyle in in Christ and you will be rewarded for it. Crystal Harris, ladies and gentlemen, Crystal, thank you so much for joining the show today. Uh, Stay in touch. And I definitely support um, and salute what you're doing and want to continue to see you move further. 
Um, I can talk, reach out anytime you might need me. And uh, much love. God bless everything in between. Bible over everything, people. Thanks again, Crystal. Have an amazing day. Give your lunch to Jesus and let him do his work. Give your lunch to Jesus and let him feed his church. Give it all to Jesus and let him lead the way. But he can't lead the way if we get in the way. you listening all the way to the end i rock with people like you you know what i'm saying y'all don't fast forward or cut stuff off look do me a favor and make sure you check the description of every show that's how you get the links to everyone's instagram and you can listen to my music and email me and all those type of things yo i appreciate you hopefully you enjoyed today's show hit me up jermaine wilson music at gmail.com let me know what you think